Thank you for tuning into the Shorts Text. My name is Lisa Quintero, Young Adult Librarian. This is a show where we talk to you about what's going on at the library and what we've been reading, watching, or listening to. This week, I will be doing the show alone, and I am actually interviewing Shorewood High School student Pilot Lee, who recently put out a zine called Teenage Life, which is a comic book. But first, let's go to some library news. This week's news is very exciting. Uh, starting on Monday, June 15th, we will be opening for some in-person library visits and so our hours are going to be limited and our services are going to be limited but you can come into the library now so our hours are going to be pretty much what they have been during curbside the last few weeks so take a look at our website to see what those hours are we will be open monday through saturday and our services are going to be similar to what they were before we closed but a little bit different in order to maintain social distancing and and, uh keep in mind that we're you know only open for about five hours a day So one of the things that's going to be different is that you're only going to get an hour of computer time per day, but we still will offer printing services and the photocopier and the scanner. And you will still have access to a reference librarian for help with either computer issues or finding materials. Um, We also ask that you try to limit the duration of your visit since we are trying to maintain social distancing and are trying to, to keep people moving along with their library business. So keep that in mind when you come in. Uh, you can still schedule curbside pickup if you prefer that over coming in in person. However, if you want to pick your holds up in person, you are welcome to come in, pick your holds up the, off the hold shelf, and either use one of our self-checkouts or check out at the service desk. You will notice when you come in that all of our service desks now have sneeze guards, and we are encouraging people to wear masks if they can. We understand if for you know some people that is not a possibility due to various reasons, but we, we are encouraging people to wear masks. Uh, we also are encouraging people to wash and sanitize their hands regularly and keep their distance from others while they're in the library during their visit. We will also will still have Wi-Fi access readily available throughout the library. And we will be offering some programs this summer. Most of them will be digital, but we might have some in-person depending on how things progress here in Wisconsin during the next few weeks. You'll also notice when you come in that there is limited seating. So at the computers, we've taken a lot of the chairs away. And we've also, a lot of the tables only have one chair at them because we don't want people congregating in a space and a lot of our comfy chairs in the periodicals area are also gone. Uh, you'll notice too that all the periodicals are, are not in the periodicals area. So if you want a magazine, yeah, a magazine, because we actually currently are not getting newspapers. If you want a magazine, you'll have to talk to the reference librarian and we're encouraging people to check them out. Otherwise the magazine has to go into quarantine for three days, regardless of whether you checked it out or not. Um, in order to stop the spread of COVID. So there are some things to keep in mind um, when you come in. So it's not exactly going to be how it was before, but at least it's a step forward. So we are very excited. Um, some things that we can't offer right now, just because of the the amount of use that they get and the cleaning that they require are the early literacy center is going to be closed. There won't be any train table in the children's room or games or toys for children to play with. The study rooms are currently going to be unavailable, as that is where we are going to be keeping our periodicals for the librarians to retrieve for you when you're looking for periodicals. Um, and we don't have the Friends of the Library use book sale in order to help maintain spacing in that front area of our library. You'll also notice that the doors are marked. There's an indoor and an outdoor when you come in, so be sure to check for signs when you come to the library. And also, while we will have bathrooms available, we won't have any water fountains available. Um, in order to try to to stop the spread of of COVID. 
you have any questions for us, feel free to email us or give us a call at 414-847-2670. And our email is Shorewood at McFliss, M-C-F-L-S, from Milwaukee County Federated Library System, dot org. From the stacks. I am here with Pilot Lee, who is a Shorewood High School student uh, who is soon to graduate and also a teen advisory board member at the Public Library. And they recently put out a comic zine called Teenage Life, a zine in two parts, dating, queer drama and schoolwork and teen trauma. So we're going to be talking a little bit about their zine and kind of how they came to create it and what their process is like. So Pilot, do you want to tell us a little bit what your zine is about? Yeah, um, so it's based off a comic I did back in January um, that I read uh, Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me by Mariko Tamaki and Rosemary Valero O'Connell. Um, mm-hmm. And it was like, I the art is so beautiful and the story was so like genuine that I really fell in love with it um, and inspired me to make that, which is the first comic I've ever made. This book is the second comic I've ever made. Okay. <laughs> um, but the first three pages of it um, has that original Teenage Life comment. Cool. And it was just kind of about, like, um, the idea of, like, teenage, like, expectations and realities, because I'm someone who really likes teen movies, like John Hughes, like, um, I've actually never seen The Breakfast Club, but I was going to say Pretty in Pink. Uh and just like all those films and being a, I don't, I can't speak for the ex- previous experiences of being a teenager, but I don't know a single high schooler who doesn't hate everything about the structure of their life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it seems like being a teen is very different compared to say when I was a teenager, like 20 years ago, everything just seems so much more intense. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think anyone who says they are like, having a great time in high school is either lying through their teeth or just insane. <laughs> just really crazy. Yeah, and I know, like, I didn't have a great time in high school, like, 20 years ago, so I can't even imagine now, because it seems like you all have to do a bunch more, like, community service and internships and all sorts of stuff that we didn't really oh, have yeah. to do. So it seems like you, you all are doing schoolwork, and then on top of schoolwork, you're doing all these extracurriculars, and then also doing, like, you know, internships. And it's, it's, I don't know how, how teenagers do it nowadays. And I definitely was like writing from the perspective of being one of those kids. I like had been in a million clubs, like four, there was a, like a year long point where four out of five of my lunches a week were just being in different clubs and like running two of them, being vice president of one of them, being like a Mm -hmm. member who's like a best friend of the president in one of them. Um, Uh So it was just like, and then of course I did tab. I had my artist internship. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was just like, school's already kind of like a full-time thing. Yeah, like it's like a, it's like a job. It's seven hours a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like a job. It's like seven hours a day plus your homework, uh-huh. plus your projects. Um, and then like, I know like, oh, like it's already so much. And then everyone I knew had jobs, had internships, had uh, out of school programs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not that we don't, you know, love doing them. Like I love being in tab and I love being at my internship. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of it is like trying to stack up as many achievements as you can. Yeah. And it doesn't um, seem like you have as much time for leisure and just, just relax and be a kid. Yeah. There was a lot of days where I'd get home at like nine o'clock uh-huh. and like, you know, like it's literally an 8am to a 9pm day. And then, you know, you don't get like, 
a lot of like credit for it because like it's just it's not taken as seriously but you're still doing like 12 hour days sometimes yeah for sure so for those who don't know can you explain a little bit what a zine is yeah um so a zine is uh well, the word is an abbreviation for magazine. It's basically like a low cost, um, easy to manufacture little like booklet. It can be filled with just about any content, photography, poetry, uh, minds of comic, uh, some are just regular illustrations. Um, and they sell anywhere from, you know, typically like three to $5, but they can go up to 10 and 15. Um, uh, I, anyone can make them truly um they're really easy to make you can make them with one sheet of paper you can make them by folding pieces of paper together and stapling them um i got help making my zine i didn't i won't take credit for this fully alone <laughs> um lion's tooth books uh reached out to me to be their featured artist for april um i was their first teen artist um and so i did all my illustrations i gave them the um paper copies uh they helped scan and upload it and format it into the actual like printable copy that we used oh cool yeah i know the folks over at lion's tooth are looking to open a brick and mortar independent bookstore here in milwaukee that'll specialize in comic books and zines and small press stuff and it's been really cool seeing what they've been yeah. putting out um i'm actually a part of their subscription service can you tell us a little bit about how they got in touch with you um so uh one of the own our founders um shelly uh carrier um she is the stepmother of um one of my friends esther from artworks for milwaukee internship that i had done and so esther knew about me her mom was uh her stepmom was looking for um artists uh, and i guess that's how they found me oh that's very cool yeah have you actually i'm curious have you ever been to the milwaukee zine fest i know that they do like a zine fest every year uh the last few years it's been at the milwaukee public library um yeah, I was so excited to go this year, but it did not. <laughs> I know it didn't happen because of the no. pandemic, but hopefully next year, you know, I mean, it's cool to see all the work that people are doing and what they put out. And I really missed it this year. Mm -hmm. So yeah, how how did you actually find out about zines? Was it because of like Lion's Tooth or was it something that you knew about beforehand? Um, I knew about it beforehand. Uh, I had gone to Anime Milwaukee a lot as a kid with like my older sisters, okay. but um. And so I would like pick up like art uh, zines from the artists um, vending there. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I like later in high school, like found them again. I run a club at um, Shorewood High School, or I guess I did. Wow. Um, <laughs> yep. uh, called Pegasus, where we basically made a zine every year of student art. Okay. Um, and then I kind of like got to know them as like a really like big staple in queer culture for artists. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was kind of the point where I wanted to really start making them and start buying them and collecting them. Cool. So I've known you probably since you were like maybe seventh or eighth grade. And I remember you drawing back then, but have you been drawing since before then? Like, when did you start drawing? Oh, my mother is an artist. She's a painter. Um, she doesn't paint a lot anymore, but like her, our house is filled with paintings from when she was younger. And then my older sister was an artist who is, uh, she kind of narrowed into like calligraphy and sculpting towards like this part of her life uh and now then i chose illustrating um okay which i only seriously got into in about like seventh grade i still have like my favorite like six drawings from that like middle school era of my life like tacked up on my wall somewhere uh -huh. um and then uh it was like at that point where i had really started like researching artists trying to like be like work smarter not harder like learn actual concepts um 
And then I've had like a lot of different art phases. But yeah, basically since seven, eighth grade. Okay, since since like I've known you basically. Um, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's been cool seeing you progress over the years with your projects and stuff. And I think it's really cool what you've uh, yeah. done here with the zine. Thank you. So are there any artists in particular that have influenced your work? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think I got, I was about to do like a little like uh, mini comic about them. Uh, I think... Um, First of all is Tori Ann Galvitas. Uh, she is probably the earliest artist I found. Um, she is on Instagram, I think, Tori Ann 00. And it's like this, these very beautiful like women, like almost pinups. Uh, she did them in Copic markers, which were like these really expensive markers. Yeah. Um, I like asked for for my birthday, still have them, still use them. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, so that was kind of when I started like really wanting to like learn actual uh, drawing concepts because her work was very technically strong. Um, but I also like liked a lot of other artists. Uh, Noelle Stevenson, author of Nimona and now showrunner for She-Ra, um, which just wrapped up. Uh, she was a huge inspiration. Um, her artwork was a lot more cartoony, a lot simpler. Um, and it's really present in my zine, I think, that influence. Yeah, I could um, definitely see that. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then also, I think um, uh, his handle is Jonas Goonface uh, on Instagram. He uh, is um, the author of his pub- his like self-published comic series, Follow the Leader. Um, and his stuff is a lot, like, it's not very, like, artistically similar to what I do. But I think the spirit of, like, him just kind of, like, drawing whatever he wanted, um, whether it was, like, silly or whether it was, like, extremely, like, political and, like, radical, like, really inspired me to just, you know, I can just draw whatever I want and that's okay. I don't have to, like, think about the content I'm posting from, like, a marketing point of view all the time. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, man, I don't know if they're, oh, yeah, and the last one's Rosemary Valero O'Connell, who's the illustrator for Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up. Okay, yep. Just because it's such a, like, beautiful like um stunning really like it, it it's such a like well illustrated book that's like it's made by someone who knows how to like specifically make comics like the way her paneling is not just like the way she draws people and places but just the way she uses a page was so incredible to see yeah i read that one as well and i know that i felt i was really feeling the emotions of the main character she keeps going through these breakups just from the way the story was laid out in the paneling like you said and um yeah the story was really good it's very genuine about about navigating early relationships uh especially when you don't have any idea what you're doing and you're just you know you just kind of roll with it and like in this book laura dean is kind of well she is abusive mm-hmm. and you might think this is normal this is okay but it's not okay um but the main character doesn't really know that because this is her first experience and she kind of has to figure it out and figure out that you know she can continue to be who she is without Laura Dean and that sometimes you just need to stand up for yourself and do your own thing which maybe I just spoiled it for people. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's pretty obvious from the first few pages, but yeah. But that book's very much about the journey and not about the destination. You said you're currently working on some other zines. What are you working on right now? Um, uh, I don't know if I'm working on any... Well, 
it's not quite a zine yet, but um, I'm releasing uh, right now on my Instagram at Tiny Galaxy Kid um, <laughs> uh, a series of um, Space Girls. Uh, I have a lot of stories that I've kind of been writing my whole life, just kind of in my head. I I've never put them down on paper, and I've never really wanted to until now. Mm. Um, but I made a sticker set, I think, last summer, so just about a year ago. Um, and it was these, like, I wanted to make something, like, diverse um, and, like, exciting. I want to make a bunch of unique characters mm-hmm. um, without showing their faces or hair, mm-hmm. um, which I think is kind of uh, something I was using. And a lot of artists use as, like, a cheap way to differentiate characters, haircuts, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, uh, racial features, too, sometimes. Um mm-hmm. So, uh, I, they're all in, like, um, astronaut helmets, um, and they're all these, like, wild, like, exciting characters. Um, mm-hmm. uh, one second, I have to, like, open up this image. Um, okay. uh, and yeah, so they have this whole story that goes along with them. Um, I have, uh, it's, like, set in this, like, multiverse, uh, I kind of have of, like, this like giant like sprawling timeline where I put all my sci-fi stories um and I'm throwing them up one by one on my Instagram every like caption contains like lore about them like where they're from uh, what they like to do um they're all a part of like the same crew so like what their position on the crew is um and it's it's just a lot of fun for me to like share like because people have seen this art before Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen these stickers before, but I've never really gotten to talk about um, who they are, mm-hmm. as well as, like, most of my characters. Like, I've kind of just thrown them up, um, and I've included their, like, background, but I'm trying, finally trying to, like, maybe produce a story out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really exciting for me. Cool. That sounds very cool. Yeah, I think I got one of the stickers with my Lion's Tooth order. Um... So besides Lion's Tooth, is there another way that people can get your zine, or is it just through Lion's Tooth, and is it still available through Lion's Tooth? Yeah, Lion's Tooth, I think, is keeping it a part of their stock. Um, uh, it's now, they've recently updated their website before they were just a subscription service. Mm-hmm. Um, and while their subscription service is, like, incredible, I'm a part of it. Yeah, I am too. Um, it's now available on its own. Yeah, it's available on its own for $5. Um, I think they have other zines up there as well. Um, and I don't know how long they're going to keep it up there. I don't have any plans of producing it on my own. But uh, I am going to hopefully start producing um, a website where I can have my stickers for sale and um, some prints for sale. Um, but, you know, I'm just, that's like my big quarantine project. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all have those, right? <laughs> Do you have any words of advice for teens who might be struggling with the things that you talked about in your zine? Yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of my zine is just kind of like, a lot of being a teenager is not having a lot of control over the lack of things in your life, whether that is support or whether that is, you know, it, it's a lot harder to like make friends. And I think people give credit to, cause you really only meet so many people, especially when you're like me and you've been going to the same school system for, you know, uh, 10 years and like everyone knows everyone. Um, mm. A lot of it's just like, <sighs> learning to make it through my my zine very purposely does not have like a happy ending or you know a big word of advice in it um and that's not that's not because i don't think that there isn't happy good things about being a teenager and ways you can get through the bad stuff it's just i knew a lot of the people who were going to read the scene were going to be adults who maybe 
don't have the perspective on youth that I do. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't want any of the like terrible things that teenagers go through to feel justified just because you got a scholarship or just because you got to a college. It doesn't, it's not a good prize for like hating so much of your life up to date. Um, and so, I mean, do I have any big advice? Not really, because it's it's just it's just something you have to do and you have to get through. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like you can't fight time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely all figure out our own coping mechanisms as we yeah. go along. So yeah. what about artists? Do you have any advice for artists who are interested in making their own comics? Yeah, um, definitely just take uh, every opportunity you can within reason. You know, don't do... Uh, be careful about how you like um, do business with people. Make sure that you're um, either like getting well compensated or that you're um, you know working with someone, not for someone. Uh, I didn't get paid for my Lions Tooth Zine, but I got a lot of help making it, and I know it wouldn't have happened without the people I worked with. Um, uh, I you know I got this whole opportunity through um, my internships with Artworks for Milwaukee, which is a really great organization that tries to give a lot of like youth um art skills um it's a great place for queer people it's a great place for people of color um i just wrapped up uh teaching helping teach an internship um after going through one myself um and it's opportunities like that are really like incredible for um if not like networking just like learning to be in a workspace with other artists because um it's going to be so different than any other space you're going to be in. And you're going to learn like what artists really value when they work with someone. And it's not always going to be like what your art is. It's going to be how you interact with people. Are you a good person to work with? Um, and I think that's super important. Yeah. Good. Uh, so if people want to find your work, where can they find you? Um, as I said before, uh, I'm on Instagram at uh, tiny galaxy kid, um, all one word. Uh, that's where the majority of my work is going up right now. I also have like other social media, but, um, if you really want to like follow my art, probably go to my Instagram. And then once I have my website up and running, that will be linked on there as well. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you very much for being on. Uh, it was very cool to read your zine and I look forward to seeing more of your work. Awesome. Thank you. Be sure to check out Pilot Lee's work on Instagram. Their handle is at tinygalaxykid. If you are interested in learning more about Lion's Tooth books, their handle on Instagram is at lionstoothmke for Lion's Tooth Milwaukee. So check them out as well. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you are interested in any of the books that Pilot mentioned, uh, there is Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me by Mariko Tamaki and Rosemary Valero O'Connell. That is a book that we have at the library. We also have Nimona by Noelle Stevenson. Both are great, fun graphic novels. A little bit different. Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me is, is more of a realistic fiction story about a girl dealing with the trials and tribulations of having her first girlfriend. And then Nimona is more of a fantasy story about a couple of rival mages. And if you like either of those, there's also this one, Summer by Mariko Tamaki, which is also a great realistic fiction graphic novel, and Hamish Steele's Dead Endia, which is about a couple of queer kids who work at a amusement park that has opened a portal onto the demon world. So check those out as well. 
As always, thank you for listening to the show. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you have any questions or comments for the host, please email us at shorewoodstacks at gmail.com. Next week, we will be talking about movies we've been watching again. So stay tuned to hear what Nick and I have been watching. Until next time, thanks for listening and be well. The Shorewood Stacks is produced by Lisa Quintero and Nick Barron for the Shorewood Public Library. Music on this episode is by Kevin McLeod. The song is called Ice Flow and can be found at incompetech.com.